0: Hey everybody, have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew,
1: insert player name here,
0: was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB. PGA, or eSports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and eSports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And, since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus. On your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.
1: As Nick alluded to earlier, we have a little treat, a little surprise, a little sprinkle of cheddar. We have a guest with us today who's going to help us cover some of the topics today.
0: The inaugural podcast ROOM303 guest.
1: He's everyone's favorite bum. <laughs> Eric Chantal Palma is with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm,
2: just up, adding middle, I'm just adding middle names to everybody. How y'all doing today?
0: Good, Eric. How are you?
2: Doing good. I mean... N- I'm not enjoying the middle name, but it's better than my real middle name, so we're good.
0: Now, now I don't I don't want to freak you out or alarm you, right? It's just three guys here talking sports. I mean, we are a sponsor <laughs> podcast. A corporation does follow every single word. So if you say something, <laughs> we're going to immediately blacklist you and never have a And <laughs> So uh, good luck. Let's talk. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: yeah, no pressure. It's just talking sports, but also you're the first guest so don't fuck it up. And if you do, that means we probably won't have any other guests. So that's a good deal. <laughs>
0: I, never again. No, I appreciate
2: you guys for having me
0: so we'll, we'll, I, we'll get started with kind of the big event on the weekend S- uh speaking of betting models crashing and burning uh i don't no. know if you guys out there saw our ufc 252 picks i thought all of them were were uh, very decent picks uh and all of them could have could have gone uh could have gone the right way but uh they all decided to uh to lose, so yeah, yeah that's definitely. the word I'm looking for.
1: I, I think I literally walked to my toilet and flushed money down that that weekend because it you was, know what,
0: and that pro- that probably would have had a higher chance of winning because you may have gotten a dollar that didn't flush all the way back down, and then and then your your uh, you get a dollar back, but we got zero. <laughs> all
1: right, so uh, for the UFC 252 recap, we're probably just going to cover the top main card. So,
0: what is? Joe Joe Rogan had an interesting quote, didn't he? That that you that you said to me earlier. What was it? Because this because this is the first UFC that he's actually covered inside that, that that COVID since since COVID kicked off, I believe.
1: Right. So he said this. This is uh, similarities between a big rock concert and an acoustic session. I
0: love it. Yeah. Is
1: is his his and analogy of that situation so eric who do you have as your uh, as your fight of the night for ufc 252 uh
2: honestly man i had to go with the main with the main event steve and cormier they gave us i think the best fight on the card so uh, a bunch of big dudes hitting it out uh sad to see darn daniel go but i think i'll enjoy it more as a commentator than i did as a fighter so um but yeah definitely the best fight channel miley with the injury the other fights, Herbert Burns got smacked up, so I, I think that was the best fight we had that night.
0: Are you enraged by the fact that Stepe Stepe Miocic got away with a knuckle deep eye poke on uh, DC? <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, it happens. Uh, ref can't see everything at all times, but I mean, it. I guess it altered the fight a little bit. But as as Jermaine has said a couple times, especially when we're talking about Sean O'Malley, like you just got to fight through what happens. You just got to roll with the punches. So, I mean, you just got to finish the fight the way it is.
0: That was good. Roll with the punches. That's good. Yeah. You're, you're you're on your way. That was like a semi-professional podcast thing to say. Right? Almost. You're on your way.
1: <laughs> I Plus, you can't ignore the fact that DC poked him first. <laughs> like, what are you upset about? It happens. DC yeah, but DC's not-
2: eye was messed
1: up. He's notorious for poking people, too. DC, because DC always fights with his hands open because he likes to catch fists. Right, That's his style. He likes to catch fists and then bring in another punch over top. I'm like, you do it all the time, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he really complained that much. I think both of them knew that it was, you know, that e- even if even if he hadn't had his eye poked, it probably would have. There wouldn't have been that massive differences because they were just knocking into each other. I I not like things. Two, I think
1: he's a terrible person.
0: Two things from wow. <laughs> two things wow. that, that we forgot about the fights, Jermaine from two fifty two that we didn't look at before. Tito Vera had never been finished before. So that that maybe that Sean O'Malley KO bet was uh was a bit presumptuous. And also Herbert Burns not making weight.
1: I, yeah, we I, need to pay attention to weights time.
0: I read an article that said when fighters missed weight, they're like one in eleven in their next in, in that fight that they missed weight.
1: So yeah, that's why I was so mad when they yeah. when he was walking to the ring and they announced that he missed weight. I was like, why did I not pay attention to weight?
0: What is this, what is this fat fuck doing in the ring? <laughs>
1: Oh dude, I was hot. All right. So Davish. Oh wait. Davish Vili. The Vili. Literally picked up Dodson at one point in the in the octagon, walked him to the middle of the octagon, and slammed him down, bro.
0: No. Oh, no. I don't want you on the fence. You sit here.
1: <laughs> dude, that was such a dominant performance. it, it fe- and Dodson's not a slouch of a fighter, but that was so dominant. It felt like Dodson never really got started in that matchup, and it, and I feel like Davilishvili could literally fight next weekend. <laughs> it yeah. was it was that dominant of a fight.
0: So what, why do we see Russian fighters that fight and it feels like they could literally like you could throw them on a card and then throw them on like a midweek card and they'd be perfectly fine.
1: Because <laughs> they recently just did that.
0: <laughs> all, it's all the Russian steroids, that's what it is.
1: It's definitely that. It's state-sponsored doping is paying off.
0: And U.S., what are we doing? It's working. So who are we doing it?
1: Because we have honor. <laughs> yeah.
0: You saw that uh, You saw that uh, Johnny Bonesy Jonesy vacated the uh, UFC light heavyweight title and made his intentions clear. He wants Stipe. And he wants that heavyweight title. He said, "Quote: The balking begins now." What are your thoughts on that, Mister Eric? Well, <laughs> I, I love it, man. I, I think
2: uh, that's the next step for John Jones to be the greatest uh, fighter in the UFC history. Um, I mean, Dan, DC did it. DC went up and got the belt. John's a better fighter. I think John will go up and get it. I mean, Bay is the greatest heavyweight of all time, but. I mean, the, what what a way to solidify yourself as the greatest fighter of all time. You go up there and take out the greatest heavyweight. You got the two belts. I mean, I know you vacated one, but you, you, I don't care if you vacate it. You don't lose a belt until you lose it. So, yeah. Well, the UFC uh, would
0: disagree with you. He is no longer the light heavyweight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, I agree, I, with you,
0: but I don't think the UFC <laughs> subscribes to that.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on with me right now, but I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed. First of all, John Jones, we've been watching your videos for like six, seven, eight months of you deadlifting absurd amounts of weight. You've been bulking for a minute now. It's been no secret, you, you bum. So it's not bulking starts now. Get out of here. Secondly, what is my man Francis Ngannou gotta do to get a little respect, bro? The dude is literally showing up and murderizing competition. He's Be the Steve most a? he's the most terrifying individual on the planet. He lost to Steve Bill once, went back to the drawing board, got infinitely better. And now we're going to bypass him again to give John Jones a title shot.
0: I think Dana White is a very smart man, and he likes when fighters do his marketing for him. And I think John Jones is doing as much marketing for the UFC that Dana White could ever want. But I think he's also a very smart and fair man. And he's gonna give he's gonna give one of two things. He's gonna give Engano his title shot, or he's gonna say, Jones, you have to go through Engano if you want to be a heavyweight contender.
1: That's not the you just said he's a smart man. That's not the big money fight then. If you're saying he's a smart man, he wants the big money fight. And the big money fight would be John Jones versus Stephen Miocic. Well, so,
2: I feel like if you're if you're Dana White right now and you're looking at what John Jones' options are. You can either go one or two ways. He's either going to go down and fight Adesanya, which would sell, because that's the two most prolific dudes in the UFC right now, as far as personalities. Or he's going to go up and claim the title as the greatest fighter, and they're both going to sell. So you just got to decide what you want. But it's clear John Jones wants that heavyweight, and I don't think Adesanya wants any problems with John Jones. Yeah, I don't want to see Jones versus
1: Adesanya. I'm not interested in that.
0: Is is, is Adesanya just going to destroy Costa? No. You don't no. think so have you you have you have a hard on for Costa Jermaine. He's, <laughs> you love you love that man.
1: Are you kidding? And, have you
0: seen how Costa dude? Here's here's gonna be the next quote out of Jermaine's mouth. Have you seen what this man looks like? Pull up a picture. Pull up a picture right now. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him, look at him dog. Look at, him. Look at, look at him. him. Last three fights, he didn't look like that. Look at him now. I mean, check out those biceps. Check out those pecs, those abs, those legs. I mean, you could put this man. <laughs>
1: His name should be Paulo Adonis Costa. The dude
0: is chiseled out of stone. So you're, 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 man, giving dude, you're giving dude the middle names. Why don't you just give him that middle name?
1: That man, that man makes 185 pounds. How is that possible? How is how how is that possible?
0: Uh, let's see: clean diet, uh, God, and water. Jermaine, uh, it's steroids. Uh, it's steroids and a sauna suit a week before the fight.
1: A sauna suit, uh, unbelievable. Pull up a picture.
0: Pull up a picture. Just right, now. <laughs> right now, right Eric, now, right now. Have up you up seen this picture. guy? Have you seen him? Have you seen, <laughs> seen Costa? Pull up. A I mean, part. yeah, I've seen him, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of shredded dudes get torn Look apart at the beach.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that Adesanya has no shot. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to destroy Paulo Costa by any means. Pull up. How-
0: Show him at the beach. <laughs> pull it up right now <laughs> right pull after he came out of the water get that picture that really shows his definition and how good of a fighter he is and how much I would bet on bet money.
1: <laughs> oh dog so Herbert Burns lost to Daniel Pineda making his UFC return since for the first time since 2013-2014 right was a he, lot, took, dude. he took this fight short notice right Herbert Burns is Gilbert Burns' brother. He trains with that entire team. He showed up overweight, and he got—he's a Brazilian black belt, and he got put into a mounted crucifix. And Daniel Pineda just started raining elbows down on this man.
0: Daniel Pineda guys- was eating potato chips on the couch, and he's been doing that for seven or eight years. And the UFC gave him a call and He goes, "I'm oh, sure I'll fight," and won and beat the man in his own game. Did you
2: guys see the strike difference between those two in that fight? It was outrageous. It was like yeah. it was like 170 something to like 30.
1: Yeah. It was <laughs> it was pure dominance. I'm so mad at Burns. I hate Gilbert Burns now because of Herbert. <laughs>
0: <'Cause you're->
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dos Santos took on Jazzino Rosenstreak. And uh yeah, whoo-
0: man dos santos uh, dos santos had dos santos was doing very well in the fight and then as soon as the thought entered my head that said wow dos santos is doing really well in this in this fight rosen said oh that's right i have what's called punching power
1: oh my goodness and, oh. Uh,
0: greeted uh, greeted de los santos to an early nap
1: yeah dos santos is what are, what are your thoughts on this fighty?
2: uh <laughs> Kind of like that, Paulo Acosta, When I saw Dos Santos getting the the ring or the octagon, I was like, "Yo, this dude's shredded." And I was like, "Man, he's gonna put up a fight." Did you and then a picture, I haven't put a it, picture yet. I haven't put a side. picture yet.
0: Do the side by side. You'll see, 185 pounds don't look like that. That boy thick. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: boy is thick. Bro, his thigh is the size of Adesanya's torso, You've seen
0: bro. the California Redwoods, and you've seen Costa's legs. Back to what you were saying, E.
2: I, I'm just – you know, I mean, like, he, I saw him. I looked. He was in shape, the best shape I've seen Dos Santos in a while. And it was a good fight, and then all of a sudden – I think Rosenstruck doesn't get enough respect. I, I think the dude should be getting title shots or at least fighting people for the title. He just fought in ganu. Right. Give him another one.
1: <laughs> he lost to and got him. That's why he doesn't get any respect. Uh, no. Another one. Oh man, I know. I mean, make, also, make, also, make that
2: to Jones fight.
1: Also, Rosenstreak is the sixth best contender, and obviously, moving up since he just beat Dos Santos. So it's not like he doesn't get any respect. It's uh, well, my la- last comment on this fight is Dos Santos. Um, he's hit that that punch out limit. He doesn't have the chin anymore. It's kind of sad to see. It happens to fighters, right? It's happened to Luke Rockhold recently. Um it's just they just don't really they don't, they they've hit that threshold where their chin is not as sturdy anymore. And uh I think it's it's almost time for him to to call it. And then oh man, so this this fight, right? This is the fight that's got the world just Collectively in mourning. 2020 keeps taking everything good. It's unbelievable. 2020 is undefeated. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Chito Vera in the Bantamweight co main event. Uh <laughs> one of you guys could take it away. <laughs>
0: This just goes to my life lesson. This just goes to my life lesson in in fighting O'Malley. Never fight a white dude with dreadlocks. That's that's a that's <laughs> something that I've lived with for most of my life. I've never had to enter in it. I've been in a scuffle a couple of times. And I've looked across the room and there's been a guy with dreadlocks, white guy. No, I'm not going to find him. But uh, it it came to a it it came to a uh, an end. The uh, yeah chain it was, trade. It
1: was, it was pretty bad. Give us a rundown of what happened. E. Well,
2: I mean the the dude was hopping on one leg i mean in fighting i feel like most of your power most of your everything comes from the legs so if you're hobbling around you don't stand much of a chance i know your argument is to switch it to the jiu but he didn't he didn't have a leg to stand on in this fight and i i, I think they should run it back because it was looking like it was going to be promising
0: that's an excellent pun i appreciate that very much
2: <laughs> but yeah they should definitely run it back i don't know how you guys feel but I mean, Vera was top on top of the cage screaming at Joe and all this nonsense. But you didn't you, you, you beat a man who was broken. Like let's he let's won. run that back and let's see what happens. He,
1: he it was he he won. I don't understand why.
0: If I won, it, I'm talking it, shit, bro. It wasn't even, listen, they released the medical results today. The MRI came back negative for broken bones. So he tweaked he tweaked his foot.
2: Oh, see, I didn't know that.
0: He'd break his foot. So, see, you
2: you got a man up at that point.
0: Did That's break his, but obviously they didn't look at like tendons or like ligaments. But who needs those? Yeah, <laughs> your bones are still there.
1: Those are just for show. Ask Paula Costa. <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> look, look.
2: Yo, I, so can't, I can't. wait,
0: Eric. Did you pull up the picture?
2: I I have seen the dude. I've I've seen him. I've seen him share this. I.
0: Blow it up I big, it. print it out. Go to Kinkos, get it on a laminate board. Blow it up forty by eighty, and put it on your wall so you can see what Prime one eighty five man meat looks like. That boy, th-
1: God, <laughs> God is envious of Palo Costa. Apollo. That's how. That's how uh,
2: outstanding this guy looks.
0: Friend uh, uh, of the podcast. I
2: mean. All this Palo Costa love, makes me feel like you guys might want to put a bet on this. Are you you willing to put put something on this, Jermaine? You don't bet,
1: Eric. (laughs) Let's
2: do it. Let's do it. I have have full belief in
0: Adesanya. Eric, have you seen what happened in Beirut? (laughs) That's what happened to our betting model over the weekend. (laughs)
2: that's true I, remember, i'm glad i didn't follow remember, you guys man
0: what the port of beirut looked like prior to the explosion there was that building there that was our betting model remember how there was no building just a crater with water in it eric that's our betting yeah. model Currently. so no i will not yeah. be taking any ufc bets until i build it back up. <laughs> on the streets i guess because that's my, <laughs> my next move i
1: gotta go turn tricks on the corners just to keep this betting up <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so here's the last thing I'll, I'll leave with with the Sean O'Malley fight. Um, I hate when you see this star in the making about to just just break the glass ceiling and become the next big thing, and they suffer and they suffer that just devastating loss. Right? You
0: called it last uh, week. You said it'd be, I know. It'd
1: be a real shame if it happens. I did, and I. The announcer cursed him, bro. So bad, he, he hurt him. So he probably tore a ligament, dog. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's move on to the heavyweight main event, the trilogy for the heavyweight championship of the ultimate fighting championship. Words and things and stuff. Stipe Miocic <laughs> versus Daniel Cormier, the rubber match. What a fight. First of all, yeah. And still. What a fight. Holy cow. That had everything. The adjustments that were made round to round between by these fighters, I mean, it was world-class. Absolutely world-class. I don't like DC at all. Zero percent. I don't ever want to hear his voice again. That's how, that's how gl- glad I am that he retired. I am unfortunately stuck with him as an announcer, which is going to be terrible with his stupid big head. But... <laughs> The man is an all-time great. He's just the bridesmaid to the best fighters in, in the world, right? The best light heavyweight champion is John's junk. And then Daniel Cormier is his bridesmaid. Stipe Miocic, the best heavyweight fighter in the world, Daniel Cormier is his bridesmaid. Although, oh man, I feel like Cain Velasquez gets a little bit of disrespect in this. Cain uh, Velasquez is an outstanding fighter. I wish I would have saw Velasquez versus Miocic. That would have been a dope fight. But, what are your thoughts on this, Winnie? Uh,
2: like you said, it was a great fight, man. Uh, and you know what the cool thing about these fights was, was hearing these coaches talk to their fighters. Like, you have, usually have the crowds, and you don't get to hear – you get to hear the timeouts, but I'm hearing them scream during the match and, like, seeing how Stipe actually listened to his coaches, every time John would try to – or, I'm sorry, Daniel would try to go for a, you know, takedown or something, he'd be like, walk him to the fence. What does he do? He walks him to the fence, breaks out of it, starts punching. These guys were throwing punches, man. I At one point, I, I didn't even know – I don't think D, uh, DC knew where he was, man. It was, it was a great fight, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah I, DC- I, for, for me, it's it's it, it kind of seemed like it was so back and forth. Whereas yeah. like Stipe would hit him and it would stagger DC back, but while DC was staggering back and Stipe tried to make that quick move in, DC would hit him with a defense and knock Stipe back, and then they just meet in the middle again. Did
2: there you guys like, see that that elbow or, uh, Stipe or almost threw? The spinning elbow coming. out of the clinch. Yeah, yeah that. Oh one, man, if you would have landed
1: that, spinning Ooh, that spinning elbow, that would have been a hell of a KO. I think DC was lucky to get to the to the to the fifth because if he wasn't saved by the bell, you know, yeah, man, shout out Screech. If he wasn't saved <laughs> by the bell, bro, he was gonna get ended in the second. He yeah. was crushed, man. Miocic dropped him in the second. He dropped him so eerily, similar to the way he ended the fight in the fourth. In this, in the second, uh, the f- second rematch. Man, I was like, this is it. This is where it ends. And then I looked at the time, and I'm like, oh, he got saved. And then the bell rang, and I felt. I think Miocic uh, DC was like asking in the corner, he's like, did I, did I, did I drop? Did I drop? Yeah, I'm like, what? what? yes yes you did Doug.
2: He, Do kept you- asking, he kept asking the trainer to put ice on his head when he already had the ice on his head i was like oh man it's not looking good
1: i, I would have been like yo how many fingers dog where's i was <laughs> like where's the independent doctor nobody's checking this map.
0: DC, how many fingers am i holding up and he's like orange
1: <laughs> it was bad
0: okay. it was bad I hope you followed our advice on two fifty-two. The only betting advice we didn't take, which was if it goes past two rounds, live bet stipe to win it.
1: And we didn't do that, yeah. Oh, but if you if you subscribe to the podcast motto and fade us, you've been hitting lately. Oh, <laughs> <you did. laughs> oh man. All right. So that's it for our UFC two fifty-two preview. It was a, a great night of fights. I had a blast watching it. It was fantastic. So let's move on to the UEFA. Champions League.
0: At the oh, I
1: said it like that.
0: The uh, quarterfinal review. I have one thing to say. You just ate to see it. <laughs> Love for you guys at home. You just ate to see it. For you those, you jok. <laughs> You know, Diroten.
1: Oh man! So, uh, what Nick is so coyly referring to is Bart Salona's complete <laughs> dismantlization by Bayern Munich. It's so Bayern beat them so bad. That they're not even be on Barcelona next year. Those players aren't, they dismantled them so bad that Messi won't even be on Barcelona. They're not allowed
0: to call themselves Barcelona A anymore. They now have to call (laughs) themselves Barcelona B.
1: I think they got relegated after that game.
0: I think they did, yeah.
1: It was that bad.
0: So So I I, I would just like to say let's let's take a little deep dive into Arturo Vidal's pre match comments. Oh, man. Vidal prior to this match said Bayern needs to watch out. Barcelona is not the typical Bundesliga club and this is not the Bundesliga. You're right, Mr. Vidal. It's not. But I ain't never seen Bayern beat a team 8-2 to in the Bundesliga. They normally put up a fight. Uh, and it was a fight. I, it was a good game, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I only watched the first 15 minutes. Did anything happen after that? It was 1-1 after the first 15 minutes. And then, a la Germany and Brazil, uh, it it uh, it was a bloodbath.
2: Well, that was that's. Did you see what Thomas Mueller said after he said,
0: the game? He said that this <laughs> game felt better than the seven one <laughs> drubbing of Brazil oh, in Brazil at the World oh, Cup. There's no, he's, he said re- the
2: goals just came easier.
0: That's the disrespect. It's recency bias. It's it's got to be <laughs> because beating Brazil in Brazil to knock them out of the World Cup is way better seven one.
1: I don't know, man. I love the shit talk. That is fantastic, bro. He buried them so bad in in his press conference. I was like,
2: man. And and let's not forget, there was 10 goals scored and nine of them were scored by (laughs) Bayern.
0: That's right. That's right. (laughs) Bayern did give Barcelona one, but it didn't come until like the 80th minute.
2: Oh, my
0: God. They don't even let Barcelona score their own goals. But, uh, but Jermaine, this, this led – actually, you, you joke about them being uh, – that Barcelona has been relegated. But there actually was a major development that came just minutes after uh, this game. What was that? They fired their coach. Oh, yeah. And you had a conspiracy theory about this that I, that I think the people would love to hear.
1: Conspiracy theory? What are we referencing here?
0: Yeah, well, we talked about pre-show. That you that you that you think he was out already. That the reports coming out of Barcelona is that he was out already.
1: Oh, he was one hundred percent out already. Did you see how that team performed in La Liga this year? Oh my God, was, they, they looked terrible all year. I mean, they weren't eight eight 8-2 <laughs> bad all year, but they were pretty bad. Oh man,
0: I just I, I, was, I love it. I love it because there is this argument that like somehow. Like f- soccer teams don't play in the Bundesliga. Like somehow La Liga and Serie A and Liga One have such great teams, top to bottom, that they just prepare these guys for Champions League runs. We're like, yeah. Does the is the English Premier League is the best league? But outside of like the top six, I'm not saying like the big six, but outside the top six, the rest of the teams are kind of boo boo. Outside of the top four in La Liga, they're kind of boo-boo. Outside the top two in Serie A and the top two in Liga 1, they're kind of boo-boo. So don't be coming in here and saying that the Bundesliga is such an ass league. Now you can go home and think about it for the rest of the, you know, until until La Liga starts back up and you can continue losing to Real and Atletico and, and all those teams that you should beat. And Alright.
1: Okay. We've heard enough of Nick and I. Let's let E give the recap of the other quarterfinal matchups. Walk us through them, E.
2: Oh, so we had a uh, PSG Atlanta, or Atalanta, or however you want to say that. that. was. Did you guys watch that? That game was ridiculous. Yes. So PSG's down. Their best player's out, injured. Comes on 60th minute. They're down 1-0. 88th minute, or 89th minute, equalizer. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to get extra time here. It's going to be classic finish. Nope. One of the most. Oh my God. One of the most beautiful like off ball passes I've seen kicks it in 90, what fourth, 92nd minute to win the game. Winner go home. 94th minute, 94th minute. I mean, it was beautiful. And it was from a kid. What? 19 years old. Chupo Montenio. Amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I hear it, dude. That was fantastic. Definitely. So I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned that PSG walked away with that win. I just – I still can't believe it.
2: Yeah, it was – that's why you watch soccer. I know people say, oh, man, games end 1-0, this and that. But when you get those last 10 minutes of that final push and, and you're watching beautiful soccer, that was it was a great finish uh, for a team who I think is going to be in the final. So um, it was great to see that. And then we had uh, RB Leipzig, another German team, and Atletico uh, Madrid who uh, – Let's be honest, like, those guys are perennially a disappointment. They got to get rid of Diego Simeon. But it was a great performance from Ivy Leipzig. They lost their best player. He signed with Chelsea. They went out there under man, and they, they beat a, a solid defensive team. They put two on them and won the game. So that was that was fun to watch. And then we had Pep and the City boys against Leon. And, uh, I mean, there's not much you can say about it except for another failure for Pep Guardiola. It was nice to see him go down in flames.
0: Pep doesn't semi. He did it. He didn't do it with Bayern. He's not doing it at Man City. Oh, Man City! I'm sorry. Money can buy you the Premier League, but it can't buy you European <laughs> football. I'm so sorry. Nine nine
2: hundred million dollars spent on players, and they haven't got past the quarterfinals. <sighs> they they killed
1: the financial fair play, though.
2: Oh, dude, let's not get let's not get started on that. They didn't.
1: They They just didn't have enough. Uh, what am I looking for? They didn't have enough pep in their step.
2: <laughs> I mean every year and you know he wanted this because they lost, the, they lost the Premier League they lost in the FA Cup a season with no trophies for them after spending $900 million on players he wanted this and it, just to see them go down in that fashion just get outclassed on every level by that's, Leon
0: that's, that's what amazing. I was going to say Is well if he wanted it he certainly didn't convey that message to the Man City squad that he put together because uh it seemed like every time they would attack, Leon would just bounce back and attack right back. And the 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 Raheem Sterling miss is oh. is is is, is, is uh, shades of uh Chris Wondolowski in if if you remember that name from the men's national team in the World Cup uh, when he had it sit rushing over the bar from four yards out.
1: Chill out, bro. Don't bury the U.S. men's national team on this podcast.
2: I mean, that was that was almost as bad as Messi and Aguero missing in uh, for Argentina against Germany. I mean, that was uh, you don't get more open than that, and you don't get a better shot on goal than that. that you, how do and uh, he's one of the highest paid players in soccer, and that's even, what he did.
0: The, the funny thing is that even if he banged it in, it still would have been three two Leon. True. So well,
2: I mean, if, it would have been two two.
0: Oh, it would have been two
1: anybody's ball game. Except yeah. for Man City, because they suck. <laughs> they stink. I, so I, what do you? Obviously, so, I don't like Man City.
0: So e. So we got the on Tuesday. Obviously, we got PSG and we got RB Leipzig. They'll play. Well, that's tomorrow, I guess. Whenever you guys are hearing this podcast, it'll be Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we have Byron and Leon. Let me hear what you. Uh, what you? Who's who's going to the final and who's winning it?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with the obvious pick here, man. I on every level of of the pitch. Bayern just looks faster, stronger, and better than everybody. They got the X factor and, and Mueller, that dude, you put him anywhere on the pitch, he's going to deliver, whether it's a cross or a pass or a shot, he's going to do something. Um, they literally look unstoppable. They dismantled a, a quality team. I know we make fun of Barcelona and they're falling apart to fire their coach, but they still beat a contender, a perennial contender, 8-2. to two. In a game where it usually ends 2-1, 2-0, 1-0, they put 8 on them. Let me, let me um, ask this. When was the last time Barca contended? I mean, they're there every year. I mean, the last time they won was, what, 2015?
1: 2015. See?
2: But still, I mean, every year they're in the quarter. They're in the semifinal. They have arguably one of the greatest players in the world. Still, 8-2. to two. It's This team looks far and above beyond everybody that they're going to play. I don't think there's any hope for Lyon. I would love to see the French team pull it off, but Bayern just looks unstoppable at this point, and they're only getting better. They added they added Sane from City. It's they might go back to back. Something I mean, Real did it. I think I think uh, Bayern might have that that quality on the pitch right now. And as far as the other game, PSG Leipzig, I I, I got to go with the PSG. What they did in the in the last like six minutes of that game, the speed they showed the, and they're gonna be playing a lot of the players that weren't playing. They're gonna have Mbappe for a full ninety, they're gonna have Di Maria, they're gonna have Verati. Goalkeeper being injured might suck, but I think they have enough quality on the pitch to, to run to run the you know, run the table on that and, and join Byron in the final.
0: I think I think, that, think I think that hesitation that you had though. You you pretty much said right off the bat, Bayern Byron's gonna beat Leon, right? I agree with that. Yeah. Um I don't think it's going to be close. I think Byron's going to beat him. I would say probably like a 3-1 or a 4-0, right? But there was a slight bit of hesitation that you said when you said, I have to go with PSG because it is not out of the realm of possibility that PSG plays as poorly as they did against Atalanta and they lose. It would have to lose like 2-1. It would have to be RB Leipzig hitting them on fast counters and then literally playing stop-the-bus defense, right? One of the reasons I think that PSG is going to blow this, I think PSG is going to blow RB Leipzig out of the water because Atalanta scored the most goals in Serie A. And they yeah. scored they scored the most goals by far in Serie A. I think they're a dominant attacking team. I think RB Leipzig has got to rely on that counter to score goals. And I don't think it's going to get them more than one if they do get it. Because uh, you yeah. you saw how quick PSG can just come back and in three minutes make the game 2-1 a game that he nominated for 88. Yeah, my only
2: hesitation with PSG is is and I'm not trying to knock on anybody, but I don't trust Neymar in big games. He's either going to try to do too much and blow it, and he's going to lose the team the team vision, or he's not going to do enough, and it's going to put more pressure on other players. And yes, they have a lot of talent around them, but that that dude is an X factor on on the pitch and and it's going to come down to if we're going to get 7-1 Brazil Neymar or if we're going to get Champions League 2015 with Messi, but Neymar. We'll see.
0: The the football manager in me, shout out football manager, is also considering what happens when you play Verratti, Di Maria, Neymar, and Mbappe for 90 minutes, guys that have not played together on a football pitch for what, yeah. three months now?
1: Yeah, they only He's- had that one championship game.
0: These guys have not played together for three months. These those four superstars, and you're going to throw them into the semifinal with that type of you have to win this game, and then they make the same mistakes that they made. I, I don't, I, I, don't think it's out of the realm, realm of possibility that RB Leipzig wins this, but I think they have to win two one.
2: I think it's going to be closer than people expect. Um, you got to think of of the experience that PSG's taken out there, though. You got, you got a World Cup winner. You got a kid who knows at, at 20 years old, he knows what it takes to win a game like this. And I think he is their stud. He is their best player. And they're going to have him for, for 90 minutes. I think he'll, if anybody decides the game, it's it's going to be Mbappe. It's going to be that experience that he has with the World Cup, with the France team. I think it's going to be their speed because Di Maria, Verratti, those guys are quick. They're going to add a whole lot of speed that they didn't have on the pitch. And I think that, you know, it comes down to if the, if the team can counter PSG's attack, they might be able to put one or two on them. But I do think that speed is going to be is going to be the end of RB, RB Leipzig.
0: By the way, at last check, RB Leipzig is a plus 330 dog.
1: So Yeah, I think you're both wrong. I think Leon and RB Leipzig are going to win, and they're going to be in the final, and it's going to shock the world, and Bayern's going to underachieve like they always do in Champions League. And and I'm just going to bury Nick.
2: So if it is that, like we were talking in the pre-show, do you think it, it kind of belittles the championship. It's not the same quality that, you know, two two games. It's a much faster pace
0: shorter I was, tournament. I was saying this to you guys at the beginning. There is no matchup that I could see in the final that would disappoint me. If we get PSG Bayern, yeah. we get the game that we want. We get, obviously, the two best teams in Europe. Right? If, uh, we, I, get, if we get a Leipzig Bayern game, we get the German final. Right? Yeah. If we get the Lyon PSG, it's a French final. If we get Leipzig and Lyon, well, guess what? Those are those those. They have proved they have proved that they are the best two teams in football. As much as people like to say, like they didn't, they put all their eggs in one basket, and this kind of one goal format might tend towards those teams that put all their eggs in one basket and go towards that Champions League.
2: Yeah. And it would be nice to see that because, I mean, Byron's won one but we have three three teams in these Final Four that's never won a Champions League. It'd be nice to see that.
1: Yeah, I'm just i like, I'm just an agent of chaos. I don't actually think that's going to happen. I just wanted to throw that, that option out there. I, but if you're betting. I, I love this. Yeah, but if, but if I was a betting man, and I Byron. am, Byron PSG is who I'm going with. I love this single-leg elimination. Because you have to bring your A game, right? You can't have – well, I guess Barca had no shot, at he, even if there was a second leg. But, but you, you can't lull yourself into play and be like, oh, we'll get it at our house. Like, no, you got to show up and you got to play. It's a neutral site. And you, you have to go out and prove that you're the best team on the pitch. And more often than not, the better team that day wins. And I love it. I'm in favor of getting rid of the, the aggregate legs. I, so have, I want
0: so, to. Tonight. So here's the question. And here's what I would do get group play, have group play be the, the, the one home, one away, right? Do that for your group plays. But then once you get into the round of 16, it's one off, baby. And then I would say, once you get to the semis like this, you play the semis and the final in a neutral site. Whatever site hosts it also hosts the semis of the final. That's how they should do it for for this for well, these coming.
1: That's that, well, what I was thinking. So you could make the Champions League like an event, right? Instead of you know, you do group stage on the aggregate and then you sort of take like a you, bubble, Jermaine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you then you take the quarters, the semis, you know, and the finals. And you play those in one location where you make it an event and you bring all these fans in. And it's this whole big month-long affair in a a host city that uses it to generate ton revenue. Champions League becomes a a
0: mini World Cup. It's a mini Euros.
1: Exactly. I just think that'd be super sick to see. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen because UEFA is super corrupt. And the teams make too much money hosting a, a matchup in their home stadium. And that
2: yeah, I was, was going to say, you're asking these owners to give up way too much revenue.
1: Well, they would still share the revenue earned, you know, just like just like it's done everywhere else. But I don't think it's happening. I just think that'd be sweet, though. Yeah, single it's, they're, elimination.
0: They're not going to give us what we want after this. The first the first excuse they have to go back to their old way, which I don't know why. Away goals is such a dumb way to break stuff.
2: I mean, it cost it cost Juventus uh, this year. They would have been in the quarters. Had it not been for an away goal.
0: Well, I think I, I I think I agree with Jermaine's plan. I think you have to. I'm going to modify my plan a little bit. I think the round of sixteen has to be played home and away. I'll I'll agree with Jermaine on that one.
2: I mean, I like I like the World Cup style.
0: Oh, that smack, stage. for Jermaine.
2: <laughs> no,
0: i
1: nothing. No, I'm just watching this this under hit, which we don't need. Gotta love it, right? Stupid Dallas. Christoph Porzingis got ejected, bro.
0: Man, that is a... Jermaine, you must be a professional podcaster because that's a great uh, foray into our next topic, the NBA playoffs, right? I hate
1: them. They can go away. I don't want to watch them (laughs) anymore. After today's betting, I don't want... Boo! I don't want any playoffs anymore.
0: So the NBA playoffs started today, obviously, with the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets playing. Uh, So far, we've had the Jazz, the Nuggets... Uh, the 76ers shout out Eric and the Celtics oh, Joel Embiid can't grab a rebound and right now we're watching uh the Mavs and the Clippers Did I miss anyone Jermaine.
1: uh end for a, today's end, action
0: and a playing game and I, and obviously by the time we get by the time you're hearing this it's we're gonna we're gonna have game ones pretty much done on Monday and Tuesday but uh Donovan Mitchell dropped fifty-seven, and the Jazz still lost. So, Jermaine, your <laughs> our theory still continues to hold. Like, what are the Jazz? They're the most
1: perplexing contender in NBA history, probably.
0: Let's, let's let, e, l- let me get your thoughts on that. The Jazz are the number four team. They're number four, right, Jermaine? The Jazz? No, the Jazz so the are the
1: six seed. Six seed, yeah. So the six seed.
0: Give Give oh, me I a breakdown know. on the Utah okay. Jazz.
2: I listen. They got a good team. They got good players, but they don't have enough. I think they're. I think they're a warm up for an actual contender. They're they're a nice test to see where you're at because they have great defense. They got a kid in Donovan Mitchell who's good, he dropped 57 today, the but they lost Mike Conley. I don't. I think it's just a warm up series for the Nuggets at this point. Get ready for the Clippers or Mavs. Let's not let's not jump the gun here.
0: The, the Mavs are gonna get buried by the Clippers.
2: <laughs> it's a good game right now.
1: Without Christophs Porzingis, they're one they're down one in the fourth quarter.
2: Did you guys watch the game though? That that overtime it was it was it was it was an amazing game. It was I feel like it was an instant classic. It was a great game. Here's the thing though
0: until it went into overtime and then it was the kind of uh, the
2: the nuggets. Yeah, they separated themselves. See the, the problem with the jazz I feel is like is Rudy Gobert. Love the dude. Yeah, he's French. the whole
0: reason this bubble thing happened.
2: <laughs> True. Yeah, but, he started COVID. You're right. But he's he the traditional center who can't do anything for you on the offensive end except getting putbacks. It hurts them. They need a they need a guy who can stretch the court and hit hit big outside shots. That, that's the only way they're going to get better.
0: It's sort not, of like a not go It's not go bear,
1: you know? dude. It's. Bogdan Bogdanovich not being there is huge. He's exactly that player you just described. I <laughs> uh, the, the the other thing is they got they got fleeced in trading for Mike Conley because uh, man the fall off is real with Mike Conley. Uh, unbelievable. I'm shocked. I don't think he stays with the team next year. So.
0: So, a, a, a question for both of you. We've seen this this NBA bubble go now through the... the we'll call them warm-up, a scrimmage, a preseason, the playoff... Uh, the, what do you call it, Jermaine? A scrimmage, the play-in games, and then the actual 8-9 seed game between Portland and Memphis. What are your thoughts on the bubble? And was that play-in game, that 8-9 seed game, a success?
1: So, the, so the play-in game was more successful than the NBA could have ever predicted. And here's the thing, Adam Silver's been talking what?
0: And no Pelicans.
1: Yeah, and they gifted them the easiest schedule coming into the bubble, right? So you had 55 scrimmage games and then you had 88 seeding games, right? 88 seeding games and the Pelicans eight games. The last six were against terrible sub 500 teams and the pelicans bottomed out they asked out they couldn't get it done the nba hopes and dreams were slashed but nonetheless a star was still born on another level this man stamped his name as one of the greats right now in damian lillard and Him going toe-to-toe with a young up-and-comer who most of my boys are super high on, and I see why. I mean, the dude is a baller. Dude, John Morant versus Damian Lillard was a great showdown. Both of them dropped 30. CJ McCollum hooped. Yusuf Nurkic, his grandmother, dies. He goes out and has a double-double before halftime. He finishes with 22 points, 21 rebounds, uh, six assists, two steals, and two blocks. The dude hooped. Carmelo, skinny mellow, is the most fun player to watch right now. The dude is playing defense like I've never, ever seen him before. He's hustling up and down the court. And then in big-time, pressure-packed moments, the 15th-leading scorer in NBA history is hitting clutch bucket after clutch bucket. He's literally only like – I think he's only like 40 points back of passing Tim Duncan for 14th all-time.
0: Wait, skinny Mello.
1: Yeah, was, Skinny Mellow. Picture of him? <laughs> bro, bro, Skinny Mellow is hooping, and I love it because most of my boys don't like Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony said, heard them, and he said, watch me work, dog. Skinny Mellow is the new hotness, bro. I love it. The playing game is great. And here's the thing. You can do a playing game even further, right? So let's say you do a 6 through 10 playing game, right? So you do a six through ten series, and then you or you do uh, and then you do like a nine through twelve, right? There might be some overlap, but you you can play in those games that way. Like you can make this a much more robust play in system, and then you can rest teams at the top. And let's say you do rest teams at the top, and then they get rusty, and then we're led to another we believe team of the Golden State Warriors sinking the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, the drama is uncanny. Plus the extra generated revenue that would become from playing games is upwards of a hundred million dollars and an association that took a huge hit by losing $300 million and its second largest market in the world with its current relationship with China. They need to start thinking outside the box to generate revenue. And this playing game was so successful. Fans loved it. Players loved it. Players loved the drama. The the Suns needed to be perfect to even have a chance. And guess what? They delivered perfection.
0: And still didn't get a chance.
1: And still didn't get a chance, bro. That's how that's how scintillating the playing games were. It was awesome to see. And I'd be shocked if we don't see it again next year.
0: I okay. say they just. I just say they throw them in the Wild World of Sports in Orlando every year for the playoffs. <laughs> Don't let them see their families. Don't let them bring in fans. Throw them in the bubble every year. Even when coronavirus goes away. <laughs> 2024, NBA players are playing in the wild world of sports bubble.
1: How about how about this? We don't even let them leave the bubble after this. We just keep them there. <laughs> You're never returning to society. This, this is be, new normal.
0: They'll be modern-day gladiators. They literally live outside of society, and they just play for our entertainment.
1: Yeah. The best part is, is then we get them doing crazy events too, like like log running, <laughs> right? You get LeBron James versus Damian Lillard log running. We'll do a lumberjack game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, like a, like a Blazers Lakers like uh, like uh, bumper cars.
1: 100 water boats. They got plenty of water down there, dog
0: alligators too i don't know i don't know if the <laughs> nba wants that smoke of getting lebron james eaten by an alligator
1: <laughs> oh dude i just first of all you can have so much fun with this definitely dodgeball
2: tournaments
0: so it so so in in conclusion it was a, su- a success yes
2: i i definitely think so i i think it was a success for the nba but it was a nightmare for the lakers they- <laughs> They do not – They this benefited everybody except for the Lakers. They have Portland in the first have, round. This is going to be bad. Dude, really. Bears.
0: The, the, the two – I think it really – the two top seeds that we thought if the playoffs – if the season would have played out, you would have thought – I mean, Lakers and Bucks. they were running on all cylinders. And they got to yeah. the bubble and it kind of made you go, eh, what about Clippers Raptors? <laughs> Anybody like Clippers Raptors?
1: I love Clippers Raptors. And being as this is a professional podcast – Excellent use of the segue, Nick. Let's go ahead and break down our choices for this playoff bracket and we'll get to we'll get to our ending and final picks at the end of it. So I'm gonna go through a series. Each one of you picks who you think wins the series, why, you give you a quick little blurb, and then we move on to the next one, right? Cool. So we'll start with the Western Conference, which is the better conference right now. It has the you know, best player in the world, it has the reigning defending champion, uh uh you know Kawhi Leonard won the chip for Toronto so it's it's got Kawhi so we'll start with the Los Angeles Lakers what's up
0: is LeBron even a top three player right now
1: oh come on come on now come on man (laughs) he's you could argue he's number two because Giannis is statistically doing some outrageous stuff but I mean
2: you could if argue you, he's and,
1: number one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, if you said he's number one, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I think I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. That's outrageous. The dog leads his – the dog. <laughs> the dude leads his team in assists. <laughs> he's not a dog. Well, maybe he is a dog. Who knows? All right, so the first – we're going to start with the first matchup, right? So the playing game we, we covered. we Memphis versus Portland. Damian Lillard ended up. Eking out that victory and getting the eighth and final spot in the playoffs. So setting up a matchup of the one seed, Los Angeles Lakers versus the eighth seed, the Portland Red Hot Trailblazers. Who do you got, Eric? Uh,
2: I got the Lakers in in six.
1: Lakers in six. All right. Yeah.
2: There's There's still a thing called playoff LeBron. I think that's enough to win that series.
0: Lakers in five.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Lakers win it too. I, so the greatness of Damian Lillard right now is why I gave them two games because I think greatness can can completely take over and win a championship. I mean, not a championship, win win a ball game, right? I think uh, I think
0: he I think he surprises them game one and wins. Uh, Portland plus five, Portland money line NBA game one, from <laughs> three three. You
1: know You know what's so funny is I actually I actually think. Think the same thing. I, I was like, Damian Lillard's going to come in Game One and get the victory, and it's going to be similar to the way Allen Iverson won the first game in the Finals versus uh, Shaq and Kobe. And
0: it's going to wake him up.
2: Let's let's not go putting those two on the same level right now. What? Come on, man.
0: Whoa, hold on. LeBron James and Javale McGee are on the same level as Kobe and Shaq right now.
2: Come on, man. We're talking Allen Iverson and Dame Lillard. The greatest pound-for-pound pound player and a dude who hits hey, big shots. Hey, did Allen
0: Iverson have uh, three straight games of 40-plus points ever? Because I, I remember not. saying earlier that Mark <laughs> Chamberlain was the last player to do it.
2: You're, 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 you're living in the moment, man. Are you kidding me? The dude is averaging
1: like 37 and 9 assists right now.
2: I'm not saying he's not a baller. I'm saying we're comparing him to pound-for-pound, pound one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And did he not strap up his team like a backpack and carry him to this spot? He takes him to the finals. I'll give him his respect. Until he takes a busted-ass wow. team to the finals, he's not Wow! AI. Wow. His go team go plays- back and look at that AI squad, man. I hate to bring it up. I told myself, don't bring up Allen Iverson, but it, it just it happened naturally, and I can't help it.
0: It did not happen naturally. Look at you. <laughs> no, that was a 100% segue. Don't, don't fool the people out there to think that, oh, I guess, Allen Iverson just came up. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we all got Lakers
1: winning. Uh, you know that we differ in games, but I, I definitely think Portland wins. It's not going to be a sweep, right? We can all agree on that. It won't be a sweep. Say, I think. A sweep. I I think that this is the best and worst thing that could have happened to Lakers because their offense is so terrible right now, right? But the defense of Portland is so awful right now that it might be the thing that the Lakers need to get their offense going. And if they can get their offense going, they can make that run that we all expect them to make. You know what I mean? Like I've been saying all year, I got the Lakers winning the title. I changed my pick for the bracket that I filled out. uh, Just to, just to stir people up probably. (laughs) All right. So we'll move on to the four or five matchup in the Western conference. Uh, Essentially the team that will be facing the Lakers in the second round, the four seed being the, Oklahoma City Thunder is that correct
0: Houston Rockets, uh, Houston Rockets. The other oh, way. yeah
1: yeah yeah force so the fourth seed is the Houston Rockets facing off with the fifth seed the Oklahoma City Thunder who do you got a? uh
2: so I got I got Houston uh in a seven game series I, I I like the narrative I like the stories in this it's the the trade for Westbrook and and the swap for CP3 the Westbrook injury—it's it's, going to be a fun series, man. I, I think I think Houston pulls it out in seven because that small ball is dangerous. But I I, I think it's going to be a seven game series.
0: Houston in six.
1: Houston in six. Okay, I got Houston winning this. Also, I also have Houston in seven. Um, as E alluded to, the the storylines are so juicy in this. It's Chris Paul returning. And if there's one thing Chris Paul is good at, it's revenge, right? Because he's just yeah. he's so petty. He's just so petty. Right? He's so good at being so petty. I used to love him, and then he got coached by Doc Rivers and became a crybaby. And I don't like him anymore. And but the storylines of this are gonna be outstanding. You got Shea Gilgis, Alexander making making another playoff run. You got Steven Adams anchoring that paint. You have CP3 hooping, Luganet Storts. Right, inserted into the starting lineup, completely changed that OKC team. That's something a lot of people don't talk about. He was a rookie that completely revamped that team. It's pretty crazy. So, and then the Westbrook injury is devastating.
2: And you gotta, forget, you can't forget Oklahoma has a true contender for six men of the year.
1: Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. He could be, a, he should be a starting point guard in this league. It's outrageous that he's not. So. Um. Yeah, I've got uh, Houston winning. Hopefully, Westbrook comes back in this series. I don't entirely know what's going on with that, and it's kind of spooky because I was looking forward to watching Houston make this playoff run because they had so much potential to do some wild things, and now I, I feel like it kind of gets tempered
2: with, with with Westbrook on the court and that small ball with all those shooters. I I could I didn't pick them, but I could see them upsetting the Lakers, go into the Western Conference Finals.
1: Dang. so was, We're all so shook on the Lakers based on their bubble performance. I think Anthony Davis really need, is going to... So you know what you're getting from LeBron. I think Anthony Davis is going to make or break how far that Lakers team goes. And we're really going to evaluate if Anthony Davis is good as we all say he is.
0: That's it right there.
1: So, uh, let's move on. To the one seed in the East, we'll go ahead and do Milwaukee Bucks versus the eighth seed, Orlando Magic. What do you guys got here?
2: Milwaukee sweep.
0: Milwaukee in five, just because I don't I don't trust. I, I think the same argument that we used for the Lakers, we can use for the Bucks. They have not been good in the bubble, but it's going to take one game and they're going to wake up.
2: I, yeah. I just that the defense they play, man. I don't see anybody on the Magic that can carry that team to a win. I
1: don't see it.
2: Not against this defense.
1: The Magic don't really have that one dude. You know what I mean? If you just handle the ball and you're like, hey, get me a bucket. They don't really have that dude. And and then Jonathan Isaac tearing his ACL was – Kind of a big blow to that team's chances to at least win a game. So I've got Bucks sweeping as well. I think they get back on pace. I think they ramp up the energy. I think Giannis getting suspended is going to piss him off and he's going to demand more from his team. And this is his first game back from suspension. I think game one, Giannis spazzes and drops some ridiculous stat line. But that one's pretty straightforward. We'll move on to one of the one of the favorite first round matchups of the NBA playoffs with the four seed Indiana Pacers taking on the five seed the Miami Heat. Who do you got in this one, Eric?
2: I was torn, but I got to go with Miami and six because they do have Jimmy G buckets. G forgets because he gets buckets, <laughs> but I, I do think the the shooting with Duncan Robinson. Uh, And hero or hero, however you say it. And uh, Bam, Bam's just, he's going to be one of the best centers in basketball once, once he hits his prime. So I'm going to go with, with Miami on this one, six.
0: Yeah. Miami and seven, but I could, I could easily see it's going to come down to a game seven and whoever wins it is going to get swept by the bucks. So. (laughs) <laughs> so i mean it's, it's it could be pacers in the heat I
1: have, spoiler bro <laughs> i have i have
0: i have the heat in seven uh, as much as i as much as i don't want to go against my guy tj warren go pack uh i i jimmy g buckets he gets buckets
1: yeah so i've got the heat in uh seven as well nick i think this game goes i think this series goes seven because of Oladipo's star power right and TJ Warren is a budding uh, star that the Phoenix Suns gave away for a bag of used potato
0: chips. Um, here's here's my bold prediction for this series: there the point differential between games, like that each team wins by, will not be greater than twenty-one. Seven combined. games. Yes. For all seven? Yes. See, see, no I, but, game I, will be won by more than three points.
2: See, I think Jimmy's one of those players, though, man, when you like you piss him off like T.J. Warren did, he's going to come out with that a whole different mentality. And I think that's what's going to take Miami past him in six because Jimmy's not messing around this series.
1: Dog, so here's here's the other thing about that, right? So T.J. Warren's statistics, when guarded specifically by Jimmy Butler, he averages the fewest points when guarded by any one player in NBA history. <laughs> like that's how bad T.J. Warren plays against Jimmy G, bro. So as long as Jimmy G isn't dinging them up, T.J. Warren has a shot to do a little something. something.
0: By the way, like, podcast update: the Clips and the the Clips and the Mavs are now at two hundred and twenty-eight total points with eight seconds left in the game.
1: <laughs> we need a three, baby. Hit that or open. just a
0: two. I don't need a three. I just need a push.
1: Just yeah, push it. Push it. Alright, so we, we wrapped up those. We'll move to the bottom brackets. We'll keep it in the East. We'll go ahead and talk about the two-seed Toronto defending champs. Put some respect on it. Raptors versus the eight-seed Brooklyn uh, Wannabe Nets. <laughs> Who do you got, e? uh,
2: I got Toronto in five. I, I Brooklyn's nice. Carissa Levert's nice, but there's too many players gone and injured. And Toronto easily could make it to the finals. I think with with the depth and the shooting and the defense they have, and they're probably one of the best coached teams in basketball.
0: I agreed, Toronto and five, and then I saw today's game, and it's going to be Toronto and four.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, I had,
0: Brooklyn looked like a wet paper bag on defense that they yeah, ripped through.
1: Yeah, I had I had Toronto and five as well, and I I just figured Terrace Levert could sneak a game out right, and I was dead fucking wrong on that. Toronto is gonna is gonna pack them up like a U.S. shipping container, <laughs> snap that baby on a ship, and send those bums home to New York City. Oh man, that was it was embarrassing. I could not believe it. I think we spent enough time on this. It's a wrap. So then we'll move on to the three versus six matchup. The three seed being the. Boston Celtics versus the sixth matchup, the Philadelphia 76ers. Who do you got, Nick?
0: I, uh, the game just finished 228 total points. Super. So we missed that again. So the gambling model got, uh, what, one right today, Jermaine? That's super. Um, Molly whopped. Molly whopped. Uh, I was vindicated by... So at halftime, if you would ask me how this series would go, I would say Boston's going to sweep it in four. And then I was vindicated in the fourth quarter by saying this game is going to seven, but I have Philly in seven.
1: Wow. 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 We have a unanimous shocker on the pod. Philly wow. in seven. You heard in for seven. N- Nicholas Moran special. All right. So, E, let us know what you got.
2: Well, I appreciate the love, Nick. You know, I'm a Sixers fan, so I would love to see Philly win it in seven. It wasn't for uh, you. <laughs> but, uh, man, I got to go Boston in five, man. I don't see us doing anything. I don't. I, we can't stop their guard play. Jason Tatum's red hot. Marcus Smart's one of the best defenders in basketball. Oh, well, Gordon Hayward got injured, so we might make it to six. But that's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I hear it, dude. I, <sighs> Alec. Alec Burks has been a revelation for the Philadelphia 76ers in the bubble. But Shake Milton's played nice. But those names I'm saying are not the people you need well, to step up.
2: So I'll say this. I'll say this. Those are good role players that are taking on more of a role with Ben being out. But I watched the game today, and like four separate times, Burke drives, takes it down the court, dribbles for 10 seconds, doesn't look for a pass puts up a shot that's not the kind of basketball we need to play in the playoffs um and then B just i mean you can't get a rebound over a six foot six guard you're seven two and you're 270 pounds man games on the line you got to get box out and get that rebound and get the put back but i'm just gonna make my peace with it boston yeah. six i'm done
1: tobias bum as Harris continues to not show up
2: 180 million dollars Al.
1: Bum as Horford continues to not show up. Yeah, dude. I actually, I think it's going to be Celtics in five. I yeah. I I thought Philly had a chance in this series, and I'm actually pretty shocked that they didn't play better today. I felt like they didn't play very well, and so now I'm like, I have no faith in them.
2: We have no faith. <clears throat>
1: yeah, it's it's bad, dude. It, it's uh, and then the other problem is is you have no coaching. And that in the playoffs is a real, real problem. But what
0: about the process? It's,
2: I don't, don't even get me started, man. The process was a bunch of losing to gather talent and our talent continuously gets injured. It's not a good process.
1: Yeah. They drafted Markel Foltz over Jason Tatum. Come and they, tra- on, and they traded up, <laughs> they traded up and Jason Tatum still fell. Oh, that's silly! Silly, 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 silly. All right, so that left us with our second round matchups of Lakers, Rockets, Clippers. No, n- oh wait, we didn't. We actually didn't. Do the we didn't match talk match about the, the three, the
0: three six, and the two seven in the West.
1: Yeah, I just realized that. All right, we'll go. Ahead, we'll go ahead and do the two seven and three six. So we got Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers versus Dallas Mavericks. That is the wait. What is the, that's the two two 7 matchup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who you guys got in that one?
0: Clips,
2: Clips. and five. Clips and six.
1: Okay, yeah. I got Clippers. I got Clippers in six, too, because I think the duo that the Mavericks rock can, can hit that, but uh, that's enough on that. That's pretty straightforward. What about this Nuggets Jazz Series? I mean, we kind of opened with it, so it's the three-seed Denver Nuggets versus the six-seed Utah
2: Jazz. I actually have Denver sweeping.
1: Oh,
0: okay. This a battle of enigmas. The Denver Nuggets <laughs> are the hottest and coldest like I don't know what they're gonna bring to the floor each night, versus a Utah Jazz team that I don't, I can't understand. So Denver's gonna win in seven.
1: Wow. <laughs> so wow. default, default out. So I agree, I agree with Nick's assessment here. It's I, a virtual toss up.
0: I don't, I don't know. Denver, Dem- Denver was because well, Denver was. Look, the, the Jazz pushed the Jazz beat Denver for seventy five percent of that game, and then Denver turned it on in overtime. If Denver comes hot or cold tomorrow. I don't know. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, who knows? <laughs> this, is,
0: this is the battle of I don't know teams.
1: And I've, we've been betting Denver this whole restart, and we literally here. hate ourselves
2: every time we bet. Denver. Denver has not
0: won us a bet yet.
2: I, I just I, I i i don't see Donovan Mitchell giving you 57 every night.
0: I guess they did hit the over today. I'm sorry, Denver.
2: And I <sighs> I, just, I think. Michael Porter Jr. is a revelation for this team, man. The dude would have been the number one pick. Had he not injured yeah,
1: back. I know. I wanted the Bulls to draft him, but, you know, Gar Pack got fired. See the beginning <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on. We all got Denver advancing. We don't know how many games, though, because good Lord, Denver is confusing. Uh, so we'll go ahead and do the second round of the Western Conference, right? So we got the one seed, Los Angeles Lakers, taking on the four seed, Houston Rockets. It's actually pretty funny how this worked out. I think that... Of the two teams that the Lakers are facing in this playoffs, they didn't want to face either of these two teams. Yeah. <laughs> they really did not want to face the Trailblazers or the Houston Rockets, and somehow through the draw, dog, that's who they're going to end up getting. Uh, who do you got in this matchup, Nick?
0: Lakers and four. I, wow. I I I am very firm that Portland grabs one tomorrow, and it wakes the Lakers up, and they're not going to hit opposition until until the Western Final. Lakers in four
2: that's bold okay I got Lakers nice. in seven man
0: listen you you two guys are the basketball guys here I just I just come <laughs> in and I make predictions and if it hits I can ride that for the next two years that I predicted the I predicted what what was gonna happen
1: so you got the Lakers sweeping the wrong sweep
0: time.
1: it's a matchup nightmare for the the tall woods trees of the Los Angeles Lakers taking on a small ball Houston Rockets that toughed out a tough one against the, the, the Thunder but Westbrook will be back and return to form at this point so now you have Westbrook and Harden just chopping those trees down bro I don't I, I like I like E's take on Rockets no, we
0: not, don't do anything fast
1: Lakers in seven. I think the Lakers get pushed and extended in this because they can't play the style that they want. I think this series is one on the back of Rajon Rondo. I think Rajon Rondo Actually, surprises a bunch of people because playoff Rondo is a real thing, and and he's so good at setting up easy buckets. And he's going to have to play a lot because the Rockets play such a small lineup, and he's going to be able to to dissect the middle of that court.
2: One of the things, one of the knocks I have on Houston is as perennially James Harden gets tired in the playoffs. One hundred percent, and, and I think, he's going to have to play yeah, without rest. But he's going to have that rest now. That m- couple months off. And they're a lot faster, and they got better shooters. I know they're small, but LA is going to have to adjust to the smallness. Not yeah,
1: exactly, because they're going to play small no matter what.
2: Yeah, it's going to be dangerous, man. I got LA in seven, but it's going to be dangerous.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is that's what I was saying. This is not a matchup the Lakers wanted to see. All right, so then we got the two versus three matchup. The two seed being the Los Angeles Clippers, the three seed being the Denver Nuggets. What do you guys see in this one?
2: Clips and five. Clips and seven.
1: Clips in five, Clips and seven. I've got Clips in six. Um, I think it's going to be a great series. I think...
0: See comments yeah. about Lakers or about Denver Nuggets. And <laughs> the team ever. I think Denver steals one. And I think that game's not very close. I think Denver wins by 20 and everyone's going to go, wow, this Denver Nuggets team is so good. But this, I, I will tell you one thing. This Denver Nuggets team is not that good. It is a Denver Nuggets team at the end of the day. <laughs>
1: Oh, he's bearing his own team. I love it. So this series is going to be a battle of two of the most talented teams in the Western Conference. So it should be a lot of fun. I've got Clippers and six on this one. So that sets up the, the Los Angeles showdown that everyone wants. But let's move to the East before we get to that. And we'll start uh, with the one seed, Milwaukee Bucks taking on the four seed, Miami Heat. Nick already alluded to him that he has the Bucks sweeping. So Sweet. he's got his one seeds bringing out the brooms in the second round. Might as well not even watch that. <laughs> what do you got, you?
2: Uh, I got Milwaukee in six.
1: Yeah, so I actually really think that this is uh, this is the matchup that Milwaukee doesn't want to see. Bam Adebayo can guard Giannis, right? Jimmy Butler can guard Giannis. Kelly Olenek's a problem, right? He's got his confidence back. Drogic, Hero, Duncan Robinson, the way Eric Coach Spo coaches that team, it's going to present a lot of issues to, to that. With that being said, I don't know how Milwaukee I don't know how Miami's going to get wins off this. I've seen some pretty pretty horrendous wide open threes given up by Miami this whole restart. So I think that plays into the favor of the of the four out one in kind of style that the the Bucks play with Giannis being the point and it's actually going to be Bucks in 5. We'll go ahead and move on to... So We got, we all got the Milwaukee Bucks advancing. We'll go ahead and move on to the 2-3 matchup, which I think is pretty fascinating,
0: to be honest. Uh, not I mean, the 2-3 matchup. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Maybe in your brackets, but the 2-6 matchup in my brackets.
1: Yeah, but your bracket's busted, bro.
0: Uh, has the that series concluded yet? Then please, <laughs> the 2-3 in your brackets, the 2-6 in my bracket, you may pursue. All right,
1: well, well, let's go ahead with Nick's bummy bracket. It's going to be Toronto at 5. We, we got Toronto, all right you got the Raptors
0: over yeah it's seven, gonna be Toronto in five. five just because I think Philly steals a game because that's very typical Philadelphia is to ah. steal a game
2: uh, uh, <laughs> I can't even with you, man uh and I you got- know
0: it is you know it is it's your team they can steal a game, but they're not gonna win another game
2: man yeah, it seems to happen to us every year. Celtics got us in five last year um
0: we're gonna push them to I- seven this year. <laughs>
2: I got, I got uh, Toronto beating Boston in seven, man. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be my favorite series of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, this series, this series really stacks up. So as I said about the 2-3 the matchup over here on, on the uh, Western Conference side, which is the most talented on the West, I can say the same thing about the 2-3 matchup on the Eastern Conference side. The amount of talent on these two teams is outrageous, right? Top to bottom of these rosters are loaded. So that's going to give us 48 minutes of action-packed hoops, and it's going to be bananas. I've got the Raptors in seven, but I think they actually blow the the Celtics out in the seventh game because their their pedigree of last year being taught how to win shows up, and they actually clamp down on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Kemba Walker hoops, but the two young guns, they kind of struggle, and Raptors take it by a 10-plus point margin, right? So that sets up, uh, no matter how Nick decides to get there, <laughs> that sets up a 1-2 in both conferences. <laughs> we'll go ahead and start with the matchup that everyone wants, right? We'll go ahead and start with the Western Conference. It is the Battle of Los Angeles, right? Awful movie. But this is good. this should be great. This should be great drama. We've got the Los Angeles Lakers, the number one seed, taking on the number two seed in the Los Angeles Clippers. Right in the year that Kobe Bryant of Kobe Bryant's untimely passing, Los Angeles will be represented in the finals. We just don't know which team. Who do you got, Nick,
0: and why? It's going to be the Lakers. Lakers in seven. I th- this is a this is a team of destiny, man. I mean, I I think that. I mean see see first round playoff appearance against Portland see uh, playoff against the Rockets the Lakers all the LeBron LeBron style teams always do this where they'll roll through the first game they'll roll through their second series and then they'll come up against this opposition that toughens them for the finals in which they steal it away at the last second it's just it's 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 a typical LeBron thing LeBron is is being blessed by Kobe and he's going to win this game in seven in typical LeBron team fashion with a J.R. Smith three at the buzzer or some crap like that uh, to, to win it in game seven. Lakers in seven. All
1: right, E, what you got?
2: Uh, I got Clippers in six, man. I got uh, the probably the second best defensive team in basketball, also the second best offensive team in basketball. I don't see... How the Lakers can generate enough points outside of LeBron and AD for them to overcome this juggernaut? You seen the
0: movie Angels in the Outfield? E,
2: I, hey, that's fiction, man. I'm talking facts here. I, I just, I just, I don't know, you're man. Gonna come, I, if I, you're I, gonna
0: come after this movie, you can get the fuck out.
2: No, you come it's after cla- Angels in the Outfield. It's a, it's a classic Saying movie, it's but, fake. But this, this, it is fake. <laughs> you're fake. This this LeBron these LeBron Lakers are built like all his previous teams. They put a bunch of trash around him and expect him to carry him. I I know they got A D, but I don't think A D is a top five player right now. And Kawhi is Whew. arguably is the-, the best player in basketball. And I and got- you know how I feel about Kawhi. I can't stand the dude. But I think he's he's LeBron's kryptonite. And I think he I think he puts an end to the LeBron era.
1: This year, dog, the first guest in podcast history just hitting some flagrant fouls of takes. Dog,
0: yeah, we're not having AD
2: another one. Not AD's not top five. Ooh, he's, he has, blew it. he's got the potential to be a top five player, yes, but is he not currently? He's not doing it. Okay, there's, I'm there's not going out of control right now.
1: I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying he came to this podcast with a hot take. Uh, the hottest of takes. Bold, uptakes, bold so prediction so for
2: you, for you, Jermaine. Your bulls sign them. They get rid of this crappy management they had and they get AD next year. It's a homecoming for them.
1: Did you guys just see my camera level change? Yeah, that's full chub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> full chub. So, it, full chub. Your screen raised three inches. Now, if that's a Jermaine I know, that's a hard erection.
1: <laughs> All right. So I've actually, uh, I just want to set the stage on this a little bit, right? So LeBron fans are some of the most irreverent, despicable, and obnoxious people on planet Earth, right?
0: Yeah, no, uh, no, no argument here.
1: But LeBron James has a chance to do something no other player's ever done in history, right? With that being said, what a lot of people don't realize is Kawhi Leonard has, has the, the opportunity, opportunity to do something a lot of uh, that no one's done in NBA history. So, this is a series about legacy, and legacies are important. So, with that being said, what I'm talking about is if LeBron or Kawhi win a title with this team, they are the first player in NBA history to lead a franchise, to lead three different franchises to NBA glory, right? And if they win finals MVP while doing it, they'll be the only player in history to win finals MVP for three different teams. That is a lot at stake in this series. I just want to set the stage. That's why I love Clippers versus Lakers. There is so much on the line. We have four of the top 10 players in, in the league in this matchup, right? It is outrageous how much talent is on the floor in this.
0: He just made a Paul, weird. He just made a weird face. Why do you not think that what your man said was true?
1: Uh, I just think, don't Paul, think Paul, George Paul George is top ten player. Paul George is outrageous, silky smooth. Hooper, bro. I just watched him dominate in the fourth quarter against the Mavericks while we were while we we're doing this. He was just getting to the rim at ease. He's playing, he plays the game at his own pace, which is which is something that you don't really see a lot. He moves so smooth, like he's gliding across the court and he just fucking lays the ball up at the rim. And you're like, how did no one stop him? He's not moving very fast. And somehow he still does it. This series goes to seven games. And just like the Nuggets Jazz series where I said it's a virtual coin flip, this is the same thing. I'm going with the Clippers on this one. I think they got the edge in coaching. I think they got the edge on the bench. I think they got the edge on starting five, right? And bench. So, that's what I just said. They've got the edge on bench Jermaine. and then they got the edge on starting five. Yeah. Jermaine,
0: did you think about the bench though? <laughs>
1: So I got Clippers in seven, but I believe it's a virtual toss-up. Betting against LeBron James is a fool's errand, but I'm going to do it anyways just because I like chaos, as I aforementioned over and over again. I like chaos, and I think the Clippers winning their first title in franchise history in the year that of Kobe's untimely death for the city of L.A., is just another shot at lakers fans and i love narratives like that do
0: you think Kobe's spectra energy is so much so that if the clippers win he'll come back he'll man- he'll manifest a human form and uh and come back cuz he'll be so enraged
1: yeah he'll sign he'll sign a one year <laughs> contract sign, with
0: he'll the sign lakers. a deal to sign with the lakers Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's move on to the Eastern Conference and try to wrap this podcast up because it is a doozy of a show. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed. Milwaukee Bucks taking on the number two seed, Toronto Raptors.
0: Who do you got, Nick? Uh, Milwaukee and seven. Ooh, okay. Just, I mean, the two best teams. It, it could it could go either way, but both these Western and Western Eastern Conference finals could just both could go either way I, i'm just happy 100 100 yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna be happy to be watching so there we go
1: virtual toss ups, both of them and i love when that's the case where both teams can and you if anyone tells you they they are gonna win like you're like oh yeah that's very reasonable
0: i uh, i do you think got, Eric? I, I think that these are the best these the Lakers and the Bucks are the best two are the best two teams in the NBA, and they will play in the finals, regardless of what we saw in the bubble.
1: Okay, I respect it. I, my thing is, I don't think that's a crazy statement. <laughs> yeah, what do you got on this one, E?
2: Uh, I actually got Milwaukee in six.
1: Milwaukee in six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because
2: that that X factor they had in Kawhi, the the defense and the MVP caliber play, it's gone, and that's a, that's that's a huge part of it.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I've actually got the Raptors in seven on this one. Um, so I think I love Mike Budenholzer, but I, I know Nick Nurse is a better coach than him, right? And my problem with the Milwaukee Bucks is that their players don't elevate to the moment, right? They don't, whereas the Toronto Raptors players show it time and time again to elevate to the moment. Fred Van Vliet's a baller. He bet on himself. Kyle Lowry shook the narrative that he's not a good playoff player and is leading this team as, as just an absolute leader. Marc Gasol has been a revelation in the bubble. He's he's come back to be a, a defensive force, right? Pascal Siakam's a budding uh, superstar. He's a poor man's Jimmy Butler is how I describe him. OG Anubi didn't play for this team last year, and now he's stepped in and taken major minutes, right? Serge Ibaka's coming off the bench. That's a luxury. That's a nice, nice luxury to have. They've got so much talent on this team that I feel, because of coaching and leadership and past experiences, right, the heartbreaks that this team has experienced, they're going to be able to overcome and eke out a Game 7 win.
0: And also, they they have this this monkey on their back, which is oh thank thank the Lord. Toronto should be thanking their lucky stars that Kawhi Leonard got traded there, and I think that it's a huge motivation for this team that they they can prove that hey, there's five other guys that have the court with him, and also believe it or not, he sat out a lot of games in the regular season, and we still got him, we still we still got him to the playoffs. So it's not just Kawhi here, and now that he's gone, it's it's the Raptors.
1: Yeah, so that reminds me of Pascal Siakam's quote, right? When Masai Ujiri uh, actually drafted Pascal Siakam, Pascal Siakam's first uh, exchange with him once being on his team, he goes into the office and he tells him, he's like, I have no interest in being a role player, right? That's the kind of mindset you need to have, and he continues to prove it year in, year out. He takes leaps and bounds and gets better and better. And now is the moment we're going to find out if Pascal Siakam has it or doesn't in this series. We'll find out. I think the four best teams in the league are the four teams that we've all got in the one versus two matchups. And we're going to see some beautiful basketball, some frustrating basketball as well, because they're also tremendous defensive teams. All four of these teams are stalwarts on that end. My favorite end of the court, the court that the younger generation completely dismisses. They don't even acknowledge defense as being a skill or necessary. They just like flashy scoring and, you know, 37 point games and, oh, he's 23. He's the best. It's just foolish charcuterie. That's right. A pl- <laughs> a, that's right. A plate of meat.
0: and cheese don't neglect the cheese
1: all right so with that being said we've all got three different finals matchups we're gonna go ahead and let nick get through his first because he went the obvious 1v1 route of the los Angeles lakers versus milwaukee bucks go ahead and tell us who you got and in how many games my friend
0: lakers in five if lakers get to the championship the lake if lakers get to the championship they're not losing it and they're going to win it in 5. The ghost the ghost of Kobe.
1: Wow.
0: It's Lakers in 5. Bro. 5.
1: you just completely battle. disrespecting the Bucks like the that. The Lakers
0: are going to be battle tested. The Bucks will be run down. Lakers in 5.
1: Wouldn't it be how are the Bucks run down if they're not battle tested?
0: It's not your <laughs> bracket; it's my bracket. <laughs> I, I, I just make. To I make. I make this world. <laughs> <laughs> I am the god of this bracket, and I say the Lakers are battle hardened. The Bucks are run down. A good friend once told me that the Milwaukee Bucks players don't step up when it matters. They don't have a team that's (laughs) stepped up in big moments. So I'd like to reference back to that and use it to say Lakers in five.
1: Got him in the finals. So obviously you don't
0: believe. They'll step up before that, but that's not really that big, is it?
1: (laughs) Oh, come on now. (laughs) You've been wild. You you see what I have to deal with, E. Lakers. This is why it's 75% mine. He's wild.
0: L.A., (laughs) Lakers in one, two, three, four,
1: five. Okay. All right. So, Eric, you've actually got the Los Angeles Clippers, the number two seed versus the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Yeah, I actually have a Milwaukee in seven. I uh, I, I, te- I I I teeter-totter back and forth between the two. It, it's hard to go against Kawhi. That dude is – as much as I don't say this in real life, I'll say it on the podcast, that dude is special. Um, but I do think the length and the defense that Milwaukee plays is the, the whole reason The whole your whole argument for them. You know, for the, you know, the defense is they have literally Jonas or Giannis is my defensive player of the year candidate. And I think he's going to carry that team. I think he's going to prove he's why he's the MVP and it, it's going to be a seven game series. And I, honestly, it could be a toss up, but I'm going with Milwaukee.
1: Okay. Yeah, I hear it. I actually, uh, I actually don't dislike either of those picks, obviously. <laughs> like I said, it's it's four best teams, and I feel like it's a real toss-up this year, and that's why I love this season of the NBA, right? Um yeah, Giannis winning would be perfect for Milwaukee because I'm I'm of the ilk that thinks that Giannis is frustrated right now. And that Giannis is is considering leaving because he hasn't signed a contract extension with them, and I don't want that to happen because I'm sick and tired of these these teams, I, right? I, these, I don't, I don't, these these smaller teams getting boned by this kind of stuff.
2: I, I don't think he leaves, win or lose. I don't think he leaves. I, I, I think know, he's got man. that Damian Lillard. I'm. This is my team. This is my city. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I don't care who you're practicing with or who you're teaming up with. I'm a one-man juggernaut, and I can do this
0: until the Warriors come calling.
2: <laughs> come on, man! Don't say that. It's going to ruin basketball for everybody.
0: Oh no! It won't it be? Everyone oh, wants the team fuck hey,
2: out ruined basketball.
0: Ruin basketball.
2: It did. It honestly, it wasn't fun watching those teams win championships. It was annoying. What? It, like it just wasn't fun. Like, it, it, wasn't it was fun, fun to watch fun them play basketball. The
0: Warriors championships. It's beautiful...
2: No, it's beautiful basketball because they're unselfish and they're shooters, and they actually played better defense if people give them credit. But so where it's just the annoying. non-fun come I want, from? The, I want the competitive. I want a seven-game series. Because I don't...
0: You, is it not fun because you wanted the Philadelphia 76ers to win?
2: It's never fun being a Sixers fan. Let's just put it that way.
0: But I, I thought it was th- – th- this is coming from a non-regular season basketball watcher and a part-time playoff watcher. I loved watching the Warriors win. I loved if, watching the Bulls win.
2: What was the narrative of basketball as soon as Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors? They're going to the finals. They're going to win. they just they went through everybody they cruised through the playoffs lebron LeBron never even gave him a competition in the finals it just wasn't fun there was no competition i like i like the competition of it didn't lebron beat him without kevin durant i'm talking when they got kevin durant
0: okay so they reloaded lebron beat him so they (laughs) reloaded you're getting angry at a team for being like we need to beat lebron so they reloaded
2: What they did was fair. They signed a player who was a free agent. It's his decision. Go get your money, go get your championships. Nobody's mad at him, but I'm saying it takes away the competitiveness of of, of, of the sport. Like you you're going up against a juggernaut. It's not it's like Bayern winning the league every year. Eric, it almost makes you
0: I would like to at this point refer to my friend Sun Tzu. If you can <laughs> beat an enemy with overwhelming fire superiority, you shall do that. I just think uh, they're they they practice great warfare. Great basketball no, warfare. Yeah,
2: if I was a GM or an owner of a team, and I was the, I would want to create a super team to win every year and make the most money and be celebrated. But as a fan of casual basketball, and I just want to see competition every night, and I don't want to see a team go sixteen to zero in the playoffs. It's just not fun. It doesn't make the playoffs fun. It's supposed to be a two month stretch where we're getting good basketball and good comp- competitive basketball, not just one team running a train on everybody.
0: It makes it fun because you're witnessing history. Uh,
2: I'm just gonna say I don't agree with you guys on this one.
0: I, it's just purely me right now. Jermaine's been been <laughs> sitting up there with his with his hands over his head, listening to debates.
1: I was just here. I was just here with the popcorn
2: boys. He guys, you guys got it. We've had discussions about super teams. I know Jermaine doesn't like them.
1: I fucking hate super teams.
2: Yeah, I hate them.
1: I think it's terrible. And my thing is is if super teams are organically built, okay. But they're not organically built anymore. It's this absurdity of of everyone teaming up together because they're all best friends. Now, I love this new league. Everyone hates everyone now. Everyone's talking shit to everyone on Twitter, in person, on the courts, in, in interviews. They're all burying each other because they're all competitive. They want to win this, right? I love it. But the, the narrative of saying, like, think about it. Oh, it's going to be the Warriors in the finals. It's the same thing right now with the Lakers everyone's picking everyone was picking the lakers to win all year everyone's picking the bucks all year to make the finals it's 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 the same narrative it's the same narrative it happens every year i don't agree sports, sports media picks a team and they say that they're gonna make it are they always right no but they always pick a team they do it every year they use it to set it up at the beginning so that way they have something to compare pair everything too and it gets all the dummy head sports fans to tune into it. They do it every year.
0: Lakers and Five. They
1: do it they do <laughs> it and they do it in every sport.
2: I agree the media controls it controls the narrative at least, but it's different it's different like there's the, this year was the most competitive from one to from in the west from the 1 to the 10 seed to the 11 seed it was any given night those guys were going to give you a great game.
1: I'm Do not we, disagreeing with that but they still picked the Lakers the, the whole yeah, time. Well, well,
2: you know, screw the media. Who cares what they have to say? I'm saying as a fan of back.
1: And if you think that this year, bro, next year, bro. John Wall's back? Oh shit, oh god god.
2: Is he John going to Wall's
1: a- back? Everyone forgot John Wall was a hooper. Bro, the Nets are back, KD and Kyrie.
0: John Wall still plays and- in the NBA.
1: Bro. And, then, and then, of course, the Golden State Warriors are back, and nobody wants to see that team right now. They have got a chip on their shoulder. They've got something to prove.
2: And the number one uh, pick,
1: probably. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be outrageous. So, anyways, I'll wrap up my bracket. Uh, it's been great talking NBA playoffs with you. It's back, boys. This is the moment we've been waiting for. It only took 430-something days to get here. to get back to this point, right? So I've actually got Clippers-Raptors in the finals. I actually uh, have this trend, which I'm sure you guys know by now, that I like narratives in sports. I like stories, right? And I think it's great that Kawhi leads the Clippers to the finals to face the team that he won the championship the year before. So Clippers-Raptors is great. I think Kawhi... Dominates the series, and Paul George straight hoops, and Clippers win in six. That's what I got. I love it, dude. Doc Rivers versus Nick Nurse, two tremendous coaches, although I can't stand Doc Rivers, right? You got Kyle Lowry versus Lou Williams. and Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Lee versus Lou Williams, and – Pat Bev. Are you kidding me? Those diminutive dynamos, respectively speaking, in the NBA going against each other. That is going to be such a fun four way battle right there. Then you got Damari Carroll. I mean, Damari Carroll. Then you got Montrez Harrell. (laughs) You got Montrez Harrell versus Serge Baca. You got Marcus All versus Zubac. Like, dude, there's Marcus Morris versus Pascal Siakam. There are so many matchups top to bottom in, in this. In this series, I think it's just great. And it's a great story for the NBA, right? Because Kawhi led the, the Raptors. Now Kawhi's on the Clippers, and they're going head-to-head. And one team has something to prove because they're like, oh, you didn't think we were good enough. Look where we're at now. And it, it's the Clippers going for their first title in, in in franchise history. and The Raptors are like, nah, we got to stop you, fam.
2: I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the four that we all picked, honestly. But I like that narrative. I like the story. We'll see.
1: Yeah that's that's what i was going for all right so that wraps up the (laughs) NBA playoffs this has been a this has been a marathon of a podcast boys we're at the two hour and 10 minute mark currently we still have a little bit to go so so all in all you're the first guest how'd you like it so far
2: oh man i appreciate you guys for having me it was fun a little nervous but you know i'm excited i'm you know I, I see big things for you guys, and I'm just glad you guys had me. Hopefully, I'm good enough to be back. Well, the let's
0: well up. well yeah. Let's not count the chickens. All right, <laughs> That's just, this this. You, you need to cut your rhetoric down a little bit. I mean, two hours, Jesus. Nobody wants to listen to that.
2: <laughs> it's Jermaine. It goes Jermaine on his rants, man.
0: That's all. And it really is. <laughs> it really is. He just. <laughs> this is what I've been telling you, man. He just sits here and he bloviates and he just talks and talks and he doesn't shut up. I can barely get a word in.
2: Nick was like, Lakers five. Boom. Move on.
0: Boom. Boom. That's, it's called professional podcasting. <laughs> Lakers five because that's why. Because I said so. Because it's my <laughs> world. And I says, and I says, and what I says goes.
1: How am I getting buried? This is outrageous. Hey, room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one of a kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and esports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.